Welcome to the Dell Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to be talking about Dell services for healthcare. And our guest is Mr. Roger Burnett, who is our healthcare field director. How are you doing today, Roger? I'm doing well, thanks. And could we start with a little bit of your background, please? You bet. My background is I recently came into the healthcare field director role. And prior to that, I was working in the Dell EMC services organization. And it just happened to be that I was focused on services. We didn't have so much of a formal vertical as we had in years past, but all of my project work in services was focused on healthcare. I originally got my start in healthcare years and years ago getting healthcare applications to exchange data when they weren't designed to and get them to work together as a cohesive unit, even if they weren't built to do that. It gave me a lot of exposure to healthcare applications and healthcare data. And so over the years, I've been working in that space and recently moved into the healthcare field director role, but still retain a lot of ties into the services organization because everything we talk about with IT transformation, there's a how do you get it done component added to it. From your perspective in the field and delivering services, what is driving the need for healthcare IT transformation? The biggest thing that I see is the accumulated history of mergers and acquisitions. Most healthcare organizations got to where they are by multiple health systems coming together in the merger and acquisition process. And so there is a huge backlog of heterogeneous environments, technical debt, that is accumulated from the various organizations that have come together. And most healthcare IT departments are fairly inefficient in terms of lack of standards. A lot of uh, systems that were acquired through departments in the healthcare setting going off and making independent decisions about what applications they want to run. And so it's all over the place. Sometimes we refer to it as no vendor left behind. So it creates an environment that is very difficult for healthcare customers to manage and very expensive and affects the level of agility that they have. I know that I, for one, when I learned the number of separate applications that run in the typical IT a healthcare organization is uh, shocking. What, what kind of numbers have you seen there? Typically, there's going to be in the hundreds of applications that are actually being used, but often up into the thousands of applications that have been deployed and are still installed and are still taking up data center resources and attention. So some of those applications are applications that acquire data that have to be kept for regulatory purposes, but there is certainly a lot of deadwood in the healthcare world in terms of applications that are are out there but don't really serve the purpose that they once did. So, Roger, I think when we talk about transformation, we talk about multi-cloud app transformation. And what role do services play in that effort? The role that services plays is, as any customer takes a look at multi-cloud, they have to figure out exactly what that means to them. We do have a few healthcare customers that are really trying to adopt a cloud-first strategy, but most have a significant on-premise or co-location segment that's still there, along with an attempt to try to move toward more cloud-native types of applications. So they do have to live in what we refer to as the bimodal world. But in that mode one or that legacy-facing mode of the bimodal model, they still have to figure out exactly how they're going to standardize and get rid of some of that huge variability and lack of standards in that mode one environment. What they need to do is figure out what they want to be like in that mode one. And there's a significant amount of self-examination that goes on there to say, what kinds of workloads do you have? 
what characteristics do they exhibit in terms of what they have to run on? Because most are off-the-shelf applications. What types of SLAs do they need to meet? What are the recovery and disaster recovery requirements? And so you take a look at all of those and you can define a future state architecture that says, here is how we want to be and get rid of all of the heterogeneous snowflake environments that exist inside the health system. So once we've defined this target state, what packaged and custom service offerings are available to help us along this journey? The consulting organization has adopted a model that they call ProConsult. It's a branding umbrella, but underneath that, there are three levels of advisory services that we can give a customer. There is base, core, and plus. And so if a customer just wants to have a day-long conversation that says, let's talk about the art of the possible, how we might actually execute a transformation, we have a day-long workshop that we can offer at the base level that we sit down with a customer, talk about the current environment, talk about the technical debt, talk about the history of how they got to where they are and what their primary concerns and drivers are and come up with a set of actionable next steps. That's ProConsult Advisory Service Base. ProConsult Advisory Service Core is a little more in-depth. It's a couple of weeks. We actually do some more detailed data gathering and start developing the as-is and to-be models. Plus is a more in-depth version of the same engagement that the ProConsult Advisory Service Core does, and it addresses in more of a six-week time frame with more detailed data gathering that as-is and to-be set of recommendations. Really coming out the back end of this, particularly with Core and Plus, is a concept of what should that future state architecture really look like? What kinds of platforms does an organization need to run the workloads that they've got in their environment? Once we're done with that, that's just a definition of what that ought to be. There are a set of services that we offer that extend upon that to actually do the implementation. One of them that we do is an application rationalization we have a set of services where we'll go in and use a series of questionnaires and workshops, but also a lot of automation with agentless tools where we can figure out in more depth what's running in that environment, what applications are running, where they run, what the interactions are between those applications and other applications, so that as we start looking at moving workloads onto the target platforms, we're sensitive to and aware of this application talks to this one quite a lot. If we move the workloads, we should really move them together for latency and data gravity concerns and things like that. And other things we do in that process, too, is figure out you know, what the optimal times to move a workload are so it's reduced impact to the business. That's application rationalization and assessment type of offer gets us ready to do that. But then we also have the actual services to execute the migrations of the workloads from the old crusty heterogeneous environments onto the target state. And those tend to be virtual moves of workloads as opposed to you know, a forklift, lift and shift operation from one data center to the next. However, we do use a lot of the techniques that we have learned as a services organization from having done thousands and thousands of data center moves going back to when the physical forklift lift and shift was the model. So we have a deep history in terms of knowing how do you plan for this? How do you reduce the impact of the business of moving the workloads and things like that? When we think about any of these projects, there's, of course, scope, there's timeline, there's resources, and perhaps most importantly, budget. My question is, how do you help customers understand and justify the value of these transformation projects? Excellent question. So that often is something that we have to help customers with. They know that the current state is untenable and that something needs to change, but sometimes it's very difficult to quantify for business stakeholders exactly 
what it's going to take to pull it off and what the business level results are expected to be. And so another consulting service we have is actually what we call multi-cloud roadmap and business case, where we'll sit down after we've done some of our assessment work and help craft in business terms, what are the projected savings that you would get? Some of those are operational savings, of course. Some of them come from savings from getting to a better price point with certain licensing and support costs and things like that. Also, what it means in terms of people support hours. We look at all those aspects of the current state and the target future state, what the potential cost savings are, where those savings will come from, and derive a business case that says within a certain window, you've got a prospect of a break even to getting ahead. What's really important about that too is, you know, when we talked earlier about that bimodal world and trying to get to more of a cloud native world. Most organizations know that they're headed in that direction, but nobody is giving additional budget that says, here, go take this money and make it happen. And so one of the ways you have to fund it is through savings on the current state. And so that roadmap and business case can help equip a stakeholder, a customer stakeholder with the information that they need to go back to the business and say, this is why we need to do it. And this is why it's compelling. And here's the timelines for when we can see the savings. We're talking with Roger Burnett, Healthcare Field Director, and we're talking about Dell services for healthcare. And Roger, do you have any success stories where Dell has helped customers move through a transformation, either large or even tactical small projects? Certainly, we've done it at all levels. Right now, actually, without naming names, we do have one of the larger faith-based healthcare systems. We're in the middle of that process. They've actually gone through the target state analysis and have deployed the target state and we're moving the workloads into the new environment. What we're finding is is that we are realizing cost savings. We're seeing that the world is becoming a simpler place and they're able to take those resources that were keeping the old environment running in more of just a keep the lights on fashion. And they have more time and energy to focus on innovation and transformation and things that are going to help the business actually move forward. It's real. How can listeners engage with Dell regarding services for healthcare? One way that you can do that is to get in touch with your account team and ask to find out more. We can schedule one-on-one meetings to talk about particular customer circumstances and, and what we can do to help them make the journey. The other is if you just want to go out and do a little bit of research on your own, you can go to www.dellemc.com forward slash healthcare. And if you go out there, there's a couple of items that are of particular interest that you might want to scroll to. If you scroll down on that page, there is explore health IT transformation category. And then there's actually a set of services that are explained. There's a button about third of the way down the page, explore IT transformation services. And both of those are good places to go to get a little bit more information. Roger Burnett, healthcare field director. You've given us a lot of great information on Dell services for healthcare. Any final thoughts? Get it done. Succinct and to the point. Thanks, Roger, and hopefully we can have you back on a future healthcare power chat. Thanks, Bruce.